Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Thanks so much for joining us on another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, we so much appreciate your time and efforts to see what we have going on each week and being a part of our True Form Life community. Thanks for your downloads, shares, telling your friends, everything you're doing about the show. We appreciate your support. Today we have Malcolm Saunders coming on today for an interview. Super excited to have him on. He's the owner of The Light Seller. He's also a public speaker, an intuitive chef who specializes in sharing the alchemy of superfoods and super herbs. So we've been looking forward to having Malcolm on the show for a while now. So super excited to actually get this up and running and air it for your pleasure. Sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up on... This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. You heard all about Malcolm Saunders in the introduction. So without further ado, thanks so much for joining us, Malcolm. Hey, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me on. It's our pleasure. So you're sitting in Calgary right now, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. In Calgary, I was born and raised here, but uh, as I always say, I was I've been leaving ever since I could. Uh, once I was eighteen, I kind of left and went on some travels and some journeys, and always been coming back here uh, for family and, and other reasons. And absolutely love living here. That's pretty cool. I actually have a similar type of story. I I've tra- I traveled for the last ten years. I was actually away from home for for quite a bit, and always come back to visit. And now, you know, I went went away for the entire fall last year, and I'm and I'm back here again. I always seem to I always seem to get back here in some way or another. <laughs> yeah, I know that's that's the wonderful thing about traveling. I think it's it's essential and it's necessary to kind of go beyond from uh, what you know and what's familiar to really expand your horizons. Tell me where your favorite place that you went was. Well, how about I go with the most recent, which was just phenomenal. I went to uh, Wells Gray Park. It's a provincial park in BC, and it's just about two hours north of Kamloops. Had never been to that part of BC before and was absolutely blown away just by just the purity, the the absolute wildness of it. 5,000 square kilometers of total wilderness. Took my family out for a little um, canoe trip and camping and canoeing. Yeah, hardly anyone there. We're drinking water straight from the lake, which is, I mean, really what a rare treat. I, I love the idea of drinking wild waters, so it's a real rare treat to be able to go somewhere where that water is, is clean and pure enough that you can just drink straight from nature. How would you know or how would a person know that that would be okay to drink? We went with someone that really knows the area, so we, we definitely took his lead. Had it just been me pulling up going like, hmm, shall I drink the lake here? <laughs> But, you know, there was the, the fact that there really hardly are no motorboats at all. I mean, if you go to the Shushwap, there's a lot of, like, activity and a lot of population around there. So, A, first of all, it was, it was the remoteness of it. And then, uh, second, you know, the lack of any kind of, you know, human or industrial activity. Very big body of water. We kind of paddled out. Not We didn't have to go to the middle, but we didn't. We definitely got our water uh, further out than just the shoreline and dipped our containers down and and filled up. Our main topic here that we're going to get to here is intelligent eating. I'd imagine this drinking wild water has much to do with intelligent eating. Why don't you tell us what that is to begin with before we get into details? 
All right. So intelligent eating, basically, this is just, I think what's happened is as I look around our culture, our society, we have a very low, I kind of coined this term, FQ, food intelligence, like IQ, like EQ, where we have very low food intelligence. There's been a lot of intelligence, of course, within our our biology and within our cultures. And of course, science is, is bringing more knowledge about food and nutrition all the time. But for the average individual, really what we have is, you know, what I was raised with, I'm sure what you had too, Drew, was the Canada Food Guide, you know? <laughs> Not so helpful. And also, we're influenced by a lot of industry and a lot of marketing. We're also influenced by our biology because of how foods have been processed or modified and these kinds of chemicals, cytotoxins. I mean, I grew up on standard American diet, lots of junk food, processed food, and it can imbalance the body and it can leave you in a state of craving and kind of confusion is basically what happened to me because at 16, I just radically, dramatically changed my diet overnight. I decided, you know, one day I came home from school and I said, Mom, I'm going to become a vegetarian. <laughs> and she just looked at me and she said, well, <laughs> that's nice. I, I support you, but I can't help you, right? Like you're, you're on your own because she didn't know how to, how to do that. And then she was going through a divorce at the time and just had too much else on her plate. So it was kind of one of those coming of age speeches where, you know, ventured out on my own to kind of, you know, figure out how to, how to feed my, nourish myself in a different way. And, and I didn't do it for nutritional reasons. I, at the time, I was kind of inspired by this idea that changing your diet can help change the world. It's this kind of like idyllic ideology of, if I change my diet, I'll, I'll change the world. And there's a, definitely, there's a lot of truth to that and a lot of power in that. But at that time, to just say, okay, vegetarian is going to do it is, is a little too simplistic. That was the beginning and it didn't go so well. <laughs> I mean, literally went from meat and potatoes overnight to just potatoes. And yeah, I was having energy crashes, like blood sugar issues. And to say I was a vegetarian is, is not entirely accurate. I think I was more of a carbitarian. I love bread. I love sugar cookies, just basically kind of one sugar source after another, just to kind of get that energy to make it through my day. And although it sounds rather, uh, you know, terrible, it was definitely a learning experience because I was so committed to this ideal. And it took a number of years to kind of put it together, piece it together on how I could probably nourish myself because I didn't have the real foundation for that. And I think regardless of what type of diet you, you have or were raised with, a lot of people are confused about food and nutrition. So my mission now is to help people recreate the relationship to food and to develop their food intelligence and back to that kind of inner knowing. And like I mentioned, science is bringing a lot of intellectual understanding of food and nutrition. But I've seen this kind of trend of how that's actually, in fact, becoming slightly disempowering, even adding to the confusion. The idea of food intelligence is to develop two different kinds of intelligences that are that we have, that we have a capacity for. On the one hand, we have rational thought. And then on the other side, another type of intelligence is that intuitive knowing. If we look at the entire rest of the animal kingdom, that's primarily how they operate. I think it's still very little understood how other animals and beings think and operate, but we would kind of generalize and say, you know, what distinguishes, quote unquote, us as humans from them, other animals, would be our ability to, to think. Humans, we have that capacity for both. And I think 
to our disadvantage, we've played up kind of the the intellect portion a, a little bit too much, but we really need to bring up that intuitive knowing because especially food is our kind of primary way that we relate to food and orientate ourselves is through feeling. So when you talk you about know, feeling, how could we, understanding, are you referring to feeling when we, when we consume a food, when we're around it, how our body reacts to it? Yeah, all of those things. Just to give an example of, of, of intuition and feeling and, and how it's used, right? We have all these kind of examples in our uh, our society of intuition. I think it's a very universal experience. And how it relates to food, you go to a restaurant, it's like, oh, what do you feel like eating, right? There's there's that, that sense of feeling and that connection and especially intuition in the gut. And I think that's kind of where that that definite overlap and overlay is with intuition and, and our relationship to food. My name is Jasmani Lewis. I'm from Florida. I've been enjoying exploring mind body for quite some time now. Just for the simple fact that Drew is a genuine person. His content's amazing. And he touches the people with his words. So uh, the listeners that are out there listening, continue listening. For the new ones, you will not be upset. Thank you, Drew. I couldn't be more excited to tell you about Eric and Dan from the town chiropractor and their entire team in your local community. I think days have passed as chiropractors are just thought of of twisting and cracking and crunching bones. These are more natural and holistic treatments. Now, the town chiropractor have a number of different treatments and services. Some include massage therapy, acupuncture, orthotics, functional movement screening. They have so much to offer. This is truly an entire wellness clinic. Now, they are in Sussex. They're also in St. John, St. Stephen's, Hampton. They're growing. It's so exciting to be involved in what they're doing. Highly recommend checking out their Facebook page, The Town Chiropractor, and see what they have going on. Now, chiropractors aren't just for pain. It's also for prevention. So if you're looking for some adjustments, if you're looking for someone that's a professional to help improve your optimal health, check out The Town Chiropractor in your local community. How do you think we can go from feeling, or sorry, eating foods that we think we should have or feel like having to foods that we feel like we should be having? You know what I mean? Yeah. When I started eating a plant-based diet, I would go to a restaurant and think that everyone was expecting me to have a piece of meat on my plate. <laughs> right. And then yeah. I realized, I mean, if I don't feel like it right now, then I'm, I'm not going to order that. Yeah. To kind of bring in the opposite, because... Um, there's no right way to eat. There's no one diet, no one food, anything. That's why it's a relationship and it's changing all the time. But for me, like intellectually, I had built all these reasons of why I should be a vegetarian. And intellectually, it's like, oh, this is what I, I need to eat a salad, you know. But eventually, my body, my biology changed where it was like, you know what? What you need right now is a steak. And that didn't make sense intellectually at all. But it's what I needed and what I, what I felt I really wanted. And yeah, I agree with you as well. I mean, there's sometimes, yeah, you just, you don't want that. You know, you want the plants, you want the fruits, you want this or that. And oftentimes, our, our kind of intellect of what we think we should eat gets in the way. Yeah, so is there something that we can do? Is it just, I guess that that's that intuition you're talking about, whatever you your body is kind of telling, whatever you feel like having, you should listen to yourself and enjoy whatever it is that you're kind of directed towards. Yeah, it's really getting getting back in touch with your body and and exactly that that feeling. How does the food feel when when you eat it? Do you do you feel nourished regardless of of the science? 
definition of food intelligence I'd, I'd come up with is the ability of an individual to listen to the signs and signals of their own body and to recognize and choose which food and nutrition information will best fit those needs. Again, it's that combination of listening to being aware of, of the science and the research, but then also kind of matching that with the signs and signals of your body. Your, your body's speaking to you all the time and it's about learning the language of the body and uh, harmonizing that with the food one eats. So what would you say to someone that says we're, <laughs> we're a highly addicted society to sugar, for example? What would you say to someone that says, well, my body's telling me I want, you know, I want a, I want a sugar. I want some treats. I want cookies. That's what my body's craving. That's what it's telling me. What do you, what would you say to someone that might respond with something like that? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, good, good, good point there. And there's the caveat, you know, you can't just take the average person off the street that would get its food from a, a convenience store where there is going to be a lot of sugar, there's going to be high amounts of fat, and there's going to be things like excitotoxins, which will kind of trick the uh, the body and its biology into craving these things. So one needs to kind of reset the body's wisdom and, and intelligence and cleansing and fasting are a really great way to do that. And basically, ultimately, move back to a diet of, of natural foods. And if you eat foods from nature, it's kind of quaint and idyllic as that sounds. I mean, that's, that's the, the idea, whole idea of the, you know, the whole food movement. Making that shift first, and then that will reset the body's uh, senses, literally. So what we're talking about here are, are using one's senses, your natural sense of smell, taste, again, feeling with what's coming out of nature, using that as a starting point and, and resetting one's senses. So when you said, I want to talk about this foods from nature. So I think that many, at least the ones that I've run into, you know, we talk about maybe vegans or vegetarians or, you know, I personally, I consume a highly plant-based diet, but I think the transition from going from no meat or maybe no animal products to plants is, is a bit challenging. And many times we go to carbohydrates, possibly treats like pastries and cookies. I think that's, that's challenging when we want to look at more plant-based than we grew up. I mean, I grew up the same way on a piece of meat on your plate and, and probably potatoes or, or corn or something. <laughs> so yeah, how do we, I suppose, go, I want to get to from maybe having a more plant-based diet or more, maybe it's just more foods from nature and I'm not against meat or, or anything like that. I just mean that going from maybe some more, more so like carbohydrates to moving to more, more, more whole foods, more plant-based products. Yeah, for sure. So it's a bit of a rabbit hole and it's a wonderful one to go down, but you, you start with, okay, I'm going to, you know, eliminate all the, the packaged and the overly processed foods and the, the things with the additives, et cetera, and shifting to literally whole foods, like just eating apples, carrots. And, and a good way to approach that is preparing food yourself, right? So you get the whole ingredients and you make it yourself. It can be a big just lifestyle challenge. You're like, well, how do I just prepare everything myself? So looking more towards locally, small scale, like handcrafted products. So what I came to realize about my ambitions for becoming a vegetarian, the goal was greater personal health, environmental balance, et cetera, all these things. And what I realized, it wasn't a matter of meat versus plants. It was actually a difference between large industrial scale versus small, local, whole, organic. So if we can shift towards that, that's really going to 
guide us in, in the right direction there. So again, correspondingly, there's going to be less additives, preservatives, uh, and more nutrients and more just wholesomeness in there that's going to, as you shift towards that, will help kind of reconnect you to your body and, and to your senses and that, that feeling of what truly nourishes you because there is more nutrition, more nourishment in that. All right, don't go anywhere. We got tons of more information coming up on exploring mind and body. I want to take a moment to tell you about the Sunshine House Financial Center right here in Sussex. Because you take your health seriously, you set goals and make a plan to reach your health and fitness targets. Have you thought about a plan to help you reach your financial targets? Whether you're dreaming of retirement, saving for your child's education, or protecting your family in the event of death, disability, or serious illness, Sunshine House Financial Center has the financial security planning solutions to help you reach your goals. A goal without a plan is just wishful thinking. What's your plan? Contact us today and we'll help you develop a financial plan for you, your family, or your business suited for your lifestyle and budget. Starting today, you can lay a solid foundation for your financial independence. Call 433-4588. To speak to Greg, Jane, or Edward Keith. They're looking forward to hearing from you. I wonder, how would we go about going to more farmer's markets? I mean, that's, as you previously talked about, it's more of like a whole lifestyle kind of change. Is that, is it, what would we do? Start looking up farmer's markets, maybe just visit one if we, I'd imagine some of us haven't been to one or, you know, usually just go to the grocery store. I think it's so important. It's, it's, it's so amazing to go in and support farmers and, and talk to them and see their eyes light up as they talk about their food and how it was created or grown or fed. And, uh, well, how would you recommend going about supporting more local and, and being more involved with farmer's markets or local food? You know, I, I remember when I first started out, I, you know, I used to shop at, you know, Sobeys and Safeway and, you know, whatever your, your local kind of average store. And uh, I remember hearing the suggestion of, you know, stick to the perimeter, right? You know, stick to the outside of the shop. That's where all the fresh produce is. That's where all like kind of the whole foods are and everything in the middle in the aisles is all kind of like the packaged and the processed. You know, stick to the perimeter that way. And then, yeah, absolutely, as you say, connecting with farmers and going to farmers markets. I mean, it's amazing the, the number of them now. So some are year round or every week. You can find them in your, in your, in your local area. If you can meet the farmer, you know, ask them about their food and their farm and how they grow it. And like you say, you're going to see that kind of that energy and, and excitement come through, hopefully anyways, right? And, and when someone's really passionate and cares about the food that they're growing and they're raising and, and their kind of vocation doing that, you know, there, there's going to be more health and nutrition uh, in that. If we go take this, uh, take a step back here and you would have, maybe two or three of your top or favorite tips uh, around intelligent eating if someone wanted to get more interested in, in foods that nourish their body, supporting local, whatever it may be. What would, some, uh, what would stand out to you when we specifically talk about getting more involved with intelligent eating? covered a, a lot of good ones. So the idea of getting more into into whole foods and then as you do that, going to the farmer's market because people experientially, they have a difference. Uh, one of the reasons why they go back year after year is the, the taste of it. You can sense it. You can taste it. You can experience it. And a good example is, you know, like a tomato. So if 
not to pick on Safeways, I mean, but any kind of like large grocery store like that, they often have, you know, the conventional tomato and the organic tomato. And you can even see a qualitative difference between those. You can taste a qualitative difference. The organic one's a little bit deeper red, has a little bit more flavor. If we take that a step further, again, why a lot of people go to small local boutique grocers or to the farmer's markets is, you know, they're often looking for that heirloom tomato. You know, the one that looks a little funky, maybe it's got some stripes in it, might be yellow, might be, you know, like a deeper crimson red. The taste of it is is just undeniably so much better. And I think that's a real kind of proof is in the pudding. It's experiential. You don't need a nutritional lab analysis to tell you which one has more nutrients in it. You enjoy that what farmer's market one uh, much more. The flavor's there. It's much deeper and richer. And I'm sure so is so is the nutrition. And S- smells again, better too, you, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And even then, you can take it further where I, I know a lot of people have the experience of growing their own tomato. It's, uh, it gets pretty obvious that way. So, Choosing the whole foods, going to your back to source, to farmers markets, to if you can, growing your own. And then another thing which I think is really uh, fun and exciting is things like wild crafting. And, you know, that's a whole, again, another wonderful, very fulfilling, rich, deep rabbit hole uh, one can go on. But simple, probably easiest place to get into it is the idea of like berry picking. And I'm sure we've all done that where we've gone out to the field or, you know, the the meadow or down by the river. And we've been picking either Saskatoons or raspberries or, or blackberries. And again, it really, it's about developing a relationship, deep relationship to, to food, you know, and it's great to do with kids, see where it comes from, see it in its natural habitat. These are wild foods. And a lot of uh, research has been done on how wild foods tend to have a higher nutritional uh, value to them. Uh, they have a more kind of robustness than, than a lot of our kind of cultivated counterparts. So there's a real magic kind of like we talked about with water, coming back to that, where, you know, going out and, and gathering and sort your own and, and tasting it just right there off the bush is, is quite an experience and that will help deepen your, your connection to food. This is David Hermita from the great state of Texas. Stay right there. We'll be right back on Exploring Mind and Body. I want to take a moment to tell you about Complete Truth Protein. Now, Complete Truth Protein is a whole food supplement. This means it's made with whole foods, being quinoa and hemp parts. Many times when we look at conventional supplements, our body has a difficult time absorbing, digesting, and utilizing all the nutrients, which is why I always prefer and suggest whole foods. So if you look at Complete Truth Protein, it's it's a plant-based product. It's gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free and GMO free. It's also a raw product. So we're looking at all kinds of ways to improve your health. That's going to be easy to utilize, digest and absorb and more than anything, burn off as energy. The very first thing customers tell us is they can't believe how much more energy they have from adding complete truth protein to their smoothies. So head over to hempy.ca slash CTP. Now, if you want 15% off, all you have to do is enter an EMB in the discount code. Hempy.ca slash CTP. Malcolm, tell me more about your what you guys are doing with your business, how we can get a hold of you. You have the, the light seller that 
is got to be infinite infamous by now <laughs> yeah know. well i'm always yeah i'm always surprised uh that uh of course there, there are a lot of people that don't know what the light seller is but yeah within my own little world and bubble um it's I'm, I'm really pleased with how well it's grown and, and how well it uh, has positively impact people's lives and they they really appreciate it and it's it's a little business that was born out of my own journey and in, in, in life with food started out of my basement and you know as i was going through this journey exploring the world of food, nutrition, all the things I've been talking about, kind of going down the rabbit hole, especially beginning to source different foods. I came across a lot of uh, connections for good good quality um, items and, and this idea of superfood. So that's really what it's rested on. Superfood is the idea that it has more nutrition in it. Quite simply, it's, it's super. It has unique, extraordinary qualities and characteristics, right? Like some foods are just inherently endowed with more kind of potency uh, and power than, than other foods. And so, for instance, to give you an example, like the goji berry, this here is the, one of the top foods in Chinese herbal medicine. Well, what makes it the top one versus all the other foods that kind of been there? It's just naturally endowed with that. It's got, you know, it's a complete protein, even as a berry. It has very high amounts of antioxidants. It even has herbal properties. There's something special going on there. And again, experientially, when you consume it, it has more of an, a power and effect on you than other foods. And Superfoods, they're up to anyone's interpretation, definition. Again, it's all about experience. What is what is super to you? And so as I began to kind of bring those things into my life and, and had sources and connections for them, seeking them out, I would often, you know, share with friends like, oh, where do you get that? It's like, well, I bought a few extra pounds. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get you some next time I, I get more. And that coupled with my my passion for teaching when I first started this journey, changing my diet, again, I had what I describe as zero food intelligence. I knew how to make grilled cheese and uh, microwave things and, and do Pop-Tarts in, in the toaster. That was about the extent of my culinary abilities. Um, <laughs> but as I shifted my diet, I kind of stepped it, into it. It's been a long journey of increasing those skills and those abilities over the years. And so I came to a point where I began teaching, you know, people how to get into fermentation and how to ferment different foods for themselves, um, how to make their own chocolate, how to make elixirs and work with herbs. So it primarily started with the education of these classes. And I'd be using different ingredients and be like, well, where, where do you get that? And again, like the friends, it was like, well, next time I order some, I'll, I'll get you some. And so I never envisioned owning a store, but uh, that's kind of how it evolved. I would be teaching these classes and, and my wife and I one day were like, well, what if we just opened something one day a week? And so we're open on a Sunday. People would come around the back to our basement and, and pick up some items. Then a few months, it was uh, Wednesday, I'd get a call and say, well, I'm just in the area. I just need more of that spirulina that you got. And uh, people would come by. And so about a year, year and a half of, of running it out of our home, we decided to kind of take that jump and, and open a full proper store. And, and that's what it is the light seller. So we have all kinds of bulk foods, again, they're wild crafted. Most of them, all of them are organic, uh, really high quality heirloom, things of high quality and from very good sourcing. So we provide that as well as uh, we have a learning kitchen where we uh, teach about food and nutrition and, and a lot of food preparation as well. So it's been a joy. It's been about uh, eight years now that we've been kind of growing and, and helping nourish the community and uh, we're located in Calgary and in, in the northwest in a little community called Bones just along the old main street 
yeah, definitely is a joy and keeps us busy. We have a little production kitchen where we make chocolate and sauerkraut and, and other uh, items people can come in and get. And you guys have a website you could uh, direct our listeners to? Yeah, for sure. So it's thelightseller.ca, and that is uh, L-I-G-H-T-C-E-L-L-A-R.ca, thelightseller.ca. Fantastic. So they could find more details about the foods you guys have, the classes. You guys have a elixir, or, you know, drink shop in the in the front now. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, the elixir bar. So yeah, that idea is basically you know superfood and herbal um, you know concoctions that are this delivery system for for the goodness. Awesome. All right, Malcolm, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for sharing your knowledge and experience with Intelligent Eating. And a great story. I love how this light seller started. And I think your your journey is very similar to so many that started out trying to inc- improve their health and try different foods. And, and uh, I just appreciate you being here and sharing your story with us. Okay, right on. Thanks, Drew. Yeah, we're we're all in this together. We're all it's all a journey that we're all ex- exploring. And so, if I can be of help in in any way, then uh, I'm happy to do so. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, thanks for being here with us. Thanks for being a part of our True Form Life community. Thanks for hanging out here with us till the end. Tune in next week as I interview Sam Skelly, who's going she's from hungryforhappiness.com and she's going to talk about how to release emotional weight to reduce physical weight. I absolutely love this topic. I highly believe that the weight that we carry has everything to do with our emotions. She said, Drew's the man. Incredible show. Exploring mind and body is an incredible show. Drew is a talented and engaging presenter. He does a great job of extracting the story to bring high-value content to his listeners. Thank you, Drew. Again, that came in from Samantha Skelly, who's going to be joining us as a guest next week. If you'd like to leave a review on iTunes yourself, I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to read it on the show as well. For more details about what we do and what we have to offer, head over to trueformlife.com. There you'll find a free 10-day fitness challenge. All you have to do is enter in your email address so we know where to send the workouts to. A brand new workout each day, 20 minutes or less, body weight only, which means there's no equipment required. All past shows are going up on exploringmindandbody.com. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host. You've Drew been Tadia, listening to Exploring and Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.